We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame fans, we're here to talk to talk about and uh, break into Tobias Merriweather's decision uh, tonight. He's about to make an invitation or about to make a decision. We are going to connect to his show right now, so get ready for that. And uh, when we do this, please make sure that you let me know right away if you can hear it or not. But we're going to join his Instagram feed right now. So obviously, Tobias Merriweather is a big time player. <clears throat> We graded him out at Irish Breakdown as the number 40, or excuse me, and uh, I graded him as Irish Breakdown as a top 50 player. SI All-American ranks him as the number 46 player in the entire country. SI, or 247 Sports, ranks him number 75. This is a big-time player. He's going to decide between Notre Dame, USC, Oregon, Tennessee, and Stanford. He visited Notre Dame and Stanford officially this spring. Now, obviously, Notre Dame has been his, considered his leader for some time. Uh, as I've said for a while, I felt that if he committed this summer, it would be very good for Notre Dame. So we'll find out if I was right or not here, hopefully coming up very shortly. But this is a big-time receiver. As soon as he makes his announcement, we'll have it. We'll break it down. Vince and I will talk about it. We're going to have John Garcia from SL American in here to talk about it. So we're going to have a lot of a lot of conversation about it. So once he decides and makes his announcement, we're, we're going to then dive into our analysis. But – Hopefully, we'll have that decision coming up very, very soon. But I think the fact that his only two official visits were Notre Dame and Stanford should tell you about what kind of kid Tobias yeah. is. Yeah, definitely narrows it down to yeah. uh, what kind of he's looking for. I, I mean, right. yeah, <laughs> it's not not right. hard to tell, that's for sure. So this is, uh, and of course, he's waiting on CBS Sports to get their get their situation yeah. going. So, which we can't carry their feed and be monetized so we're gonna we're gonna carry it this way so he's answering cbs sports questions right now um i think for um for that i just didn't really want to like make it a big deal i just wanted to keep it low-key and um so i didn't have any outside pressure or anything just try to keep it for me at least just keep the pressure off and i know it's the best decision for me and not for anybody else so i don't want i don't really care about social media posting my top five or top three or whatever like that's just for me to know, not anybody else really. 
I mean, right now I'm just focusing on um, becoming a better, just a better athlete right now and just more um, elevating my game. I do a lot of things well right now, but I know um, to get where I want to go, I have to improve in everything that I do. So that's really all it is. I mean, we've seen a lot from me, I think, a lot of good stuff, but it's always better, and I'm never satisfied. So this is going to be a uh, – if, if he picks Notre Dame – we're feeling good about it, but if he does do it, this will be a big one for Notre Dame. D-Rock. A lot of people are feeling that way, my man. <laughs> well, hold on. If we're putting some stuff up here, I've got to put this one on. The May Say Kate, yep. <laughs> that poor woman. <laughs> She's going to come strapped next time uh, my man May Say Kate shows up. Great. Hey, SI All-American jumping in. Do you see that, Brian? Yep, there we go. There we go. Yeah, obviously, SI All-American ranks him higher than uh, those came out today. We'll have something on, on that tomorrow, but he's ranked higher by SI All-American than anybody else. Number 46. 247 Sports is next with him at number 75. It's a big-time player. So, yeah, this is uh, hopefully the Notre Dame defense has been dominating the summer. The offense needs to yeah. get on the board. We can he would finally be, put the- he would, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Vince. I was gonna say we can finally put to rest some of the can can Marcus Freeman, you know, recruit the offense and you yes. know things of that. Clearly, nature. he recruited Tobias Merriweather. That's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be the story. Right. Right. Finally, Marcus Freeman got had time to talk to an offensive player. <laughs> 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 and uh, KMA Preston, we haven't seen in a while. Welcome back, Preston. When does he commit again? That'll be on Sunday. Yeah, we're not sure what time yet. He hasn't uh, he hasn't yeah. said what time. Yeah. He would, uh, if Tobias commits to Notre Dame, he'd be Notre Dame's highest ranked recruit, uh, according to two four uh, four. Excuse me, SIL American and two four seven Sports. Williams would be. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, first off, I like to think by uh, start off by thanking God for giving me this opportunity and uh, putting me in this position to show off for him. Uh, secondly, I like to thank all the people that um, have helped me on this journey, my family, my friends, everyone here today uh, in the auditorium for being there by my side and. Uh, keeping some of the pressure off me and make me feel like a normal kid. Um, that being said, I'll be, I like to, uh, uh, I like to announce that I'll be taking my talents to the University of Notre Dame. There it is. I'll clap. I'll clap it up for that. There it is. Go Irish. Go Irish. You even dropped the go Irish, which I love. So uh, Tobias Merriweather is officially uh, in the 2022 class, he is the 20th. Uh, think, oh, let's hear what he has to say. The biggest decision uh, for me was just the coaching staff there and uh, how we connected and clicked and we're all on the same page. Um, but also just what they offer for me on the field and off the field. And, you know, it's a great school for football. It's a great school for academics. So I think it'll really be good for me the next four years, the next four years after that. Uh, yeah, when I was there, it was a good experience. You no, know, I've been there before when I was a freshman. So I kind of already seen the campus and, that's another coaches, but me being there again, they you treated me almost like a celebrity, which is kind of fun. But I mean, at the end of the day, they just told me like kind of straight how it would be when I came and really got to know me and got to know some of the guys there. And after that, it was just um, we went to go visit another school, but it just didn't feel the same. So after that, I just knew, knew it was the right choice for me. Oh, uh, yes, sir. I, I plan on majoring in psychology. Already knows what he's going to major in. That's pretty you, you impressive. Don't, you don't see that a lot from no. He's, he's a different you, kid. You can tell academics is important. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, just like to say thank you for the coaches for giving me their time and having faith in me that I'll be a great player at the next level. 
and just for the for all the fans out there, just be ready to watch five out there on the fields on Saturdays. That's all I gotta say. All right, thank you. Have a good one. All right, so there it is. There it is. Tobias Merriweather is Irish. Can I also say that I love the fact that mom and dad also had the Irish gear on, and they all, you know, they all, yeah. you know, showed up, you know, when he when he gave his commitment, and that was clearly a family decision, which I love, and uh, it's it's pretty clear what's important to him and his family, and I love that too, and the fact that he knows what he's going to major in, he's he is a quote unquote Notre Dame guy, and I you may not have known it before, you know what I mean, and I and I love that, and I. You know, we're going to jump into his film here in a little bit. And if anybody hasn't watched his film, this, this <laughs> let's just say if there wasn't the little like little highlight thing that goes over him uh, as you're watching the film, he would stick out to you. You'd have okay? no problem finding which guy to buy. He is he is elite. He is electric. He is a game changer. He's all of those things that that you want to say about a kid who's coming in on the offensive side of the ball. This huge. Huge props to to the offensive staff, to Tommy Reese, to to wh- whoever was involved in this. Uh, look, to pick look up let me let me say this: we're gonna, we're going to break this commitment down. But this is yeah. so I've been very hard on Dell Alexander. This is one kid that Dell Alexander has been on from day one. Yeah, uh, you know I've had some issues with Coach Alexander and 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 whether or not they were or were not paying attention the entire time to C.J. Williams and other players. There was never a doubt, never a doubt that this was the number one player on their board, and right. so. Uh, and he stayed on them. I mean, so this, yes, was Tommy Reese involved? Yeah, but we've said a million times, the coordinators have to be involved. Of course. You can't yeah. just get a kid like this with just your position coach. But, you know, for all the criticisms I've given to Coach Alexander, and and they're, in my opinion, warranted and justified, this is one that he deserves praise on. Because Tobias, he's been on Tobias from day one. And as he said, Tobias visited back in 2019. So he's been on Notre Dame's radar. So it's not just Coach Alexander, but then the rest of – uh, the the the, uh, the the recruiting operation, getting on him earlier, getting him on campus, all those different things all this time. But this is one where Coach Alexander did a great job. And, and again, uh, there are some areas where he's going to have to continue to get better. This was a big one. Yes, this was no, a kid yeah. that, that he went after, he stayed on, and they got fortunate. Some of the schools that he wanted, you know, Tobias really liked Oklahoma. That was kind of his dream school growing up. They filled up real quick with some highly ranked guys as well. And this allowed Notre Dame to step into the void and, and make it happen. So this is this is big for Notre Dame. We got a super chat here from Gregory Gilbert. Losing Jordan Johnson is a little less painful. Welcome to Notre Dame Tobias. Yeah, this is a big pickup. So first and foremost, yes, Tommy Reese, great job. Brian Kelly was involved, great job. Staff did a great job. But Dell Alexander, this is actually one of those recruitments where Coach Alexander did steer this recruitment. And so um, he deserves a lot, of, a lot of praise for that. Yeah, because yeah, th- this is the number one guy on the board, right? Has yeah. been for a long time. He was the number one receiver in my board. Uh, he's the kind of difference maker that that Notre Dame absolutely needs. So uh, we'll we'll dive more into what this recruitment means for Notre Dame. But what I wanted to do first was let's get into the film. Yes, let's let's, let's share some film of Tobias Merriweather. Uh, Vince is going to kind of tell you what he likes. I'm going to tell you what I like, and. Uh, you, we'll, we'll kind of get your thoughts on him too. So this is this is Tobias Merriweather. So this is him from his junior season, which was only four games. So all these highlights are only from I believe oh, like a four games. I didn't season. even. I didn't Washington even only that. had. Uh, look at that. Washington only. They they did a spring season. So this is recent. <laughs> this is real recent. Yeah. So uh, obviously you can tell his speed there. Long strides, six four body. So he's got the long legs. 
you know, obviously he's got some room to fill out, but he, he, he makes guys look slow and he doesn't necessarily look that fast because he's got those long, those long strides. Right. But he, when you're looking at him compared to everybody else, he looks fast because he leaves everybody else in the dust. Look at him. High point that ball. That, that, that's, that's good stuff right there. He's six, four. He's going to be bigger than almost any corner that he goes up against. Uh, runs good routes. I mean, the, the interesting out. thing, Vince, I've had people tell me they don't think he's real fast, and I, I think he's one of those deceptive speed guys. I think a lot of times with these six four guys with really long legs, exactly. they did that. He won the the, the district 100, 200, and four hundred meter sprints. There you go. He oh, and by the way, he was named the air the all the miss the the male athlete of the year because he also is one of the better basketball players on his team too. This is an this is an elite elite recruit. You know, you don't see a Six four kid winning the one hundred, the two hundred, and the four hundred on the same day, right? So he yeah, is a point, very unique point. player. I think one one thing you see right there, Vince, is he. You know, again, I don't know if I've ever seen a a, a high school kid that doesn't need some route refinement, but this route right here is kind of an example. I'm talking about. Watch him sink his hips at the top of this route. He's an advanced route runner. Look at him working for width because this is a high low concept. He's trying to mm-hmm. get outside that. He works for width. Sinks his hips a little bit too, uh, I'd say a little bit more forward lean, but watch him kind of snap it down, bam, and then work underneath, look for the ball, find it, and then immediately split the defense. He's He's got an advanced feel for his age for route running, and that's not something you often see from a 6'4 guy either. Uh, look at this. Look at this throttling down in the zone, yeah. zone right there. Like, and that, is, that's something that stood out to me is that he has a really, really good feel for where the open slots are in yeah. the zone. So when you hear us talk uh, yeah. about a guy that finds the soft spot, if he keeps running, he's going to run right into this guy over here. Right. Right. He, he settles. He, he, he probably he drifted a little too deep, yeah. but that's okay. But he stayed in the middle and then, you know, looks up, ends up getting a big play. He also plays defense. He had four interceptions this past year in four games. So this is a, this kid's a really good football player. And his, there's some uh, there's some seven on seven film of him too. Oh, look at that! He can throw. Kid Put can do it all. Too. There's a lot. There's some good seven on seven film from him from this spring too. And he went to multiple seven on seven events and just dominated. Look at him tracking the deep ball well. He's got that gear. Plays with some swagger. You can see he's a. I mean, you listen to him talk. He's a very confident kid. Well, I love there's that they no move him around too. They they play him in the slot. They play him outside. They play the mm-hmm. field. They play him to the boundary. Imagine that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just snatches. I mean, you see very, very little body catching from him on film. Very little body. Look, look yeah. at his hands there against the press. Just quickly getting his hands up. Now, yeah, not great technique, but look how quickly he gets his hands up. Beats that guy. Levels off. Gets. He has to get behind the defense, right? So he gets behind that linebacker, and then once he does that and he clears, he levels off and allows them to get underneath that, make that catch for a big game. He's definitely got some attitude. And here's his second kick return. I think this is the second one that he took back for a touchdown. He, he goes two from ki- uh, zero to 60 pretty quick here. Yeah, he had two returns for scores this year. This would not be the second one. He had two. Very good body control, very good balance. He's very long. Look how quickly he closes on this. Very long. He's, for, he's a quarterback's yeah. dream. He's got yeah. that tremendous catch radius. No technique on defense. He's just he's, he's just, just being he's really just athletic. athletic. Yeah, he's just an athlete yeah. on defense. I mean, it's 
you yeah. know, they're trying to throw it over the six four guy. Good luck. Yep. Yep. Very talented football player. And the thing about him, too, Vince, he's really skinny. He's yeah, gonna he fill out a lot. He's that, gonna yeah. add some weight on. You know, he's um it's a talented football player. Very talented football player. Look at that vision to bu- to break that back outside. I like that. I like that. Again, when I see people rank him like 188, I think it's where ESPN has him, Rivals has him like 155, the new on three sports, and I'm thinking, I don't know what the heck you're looking at. Sometimes sometimes I can understand why people don't have a guy ranked as high, and other times I'm like, I have no idea. You're, I have no idea. There you go. A little physical in the blocking, too. I like that. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to lay yeah. the wood, either. Nope. No, he is not. And uh, so that's a little bit of Tobias. I did want to bring up some seven-on-seven camp film as well, just to kind of have that going while we're talking, Vince. We're not going to talk through it, sure. but we'll have that up as we're talking just so people can kind of get a glimpse, uh, just a little bit more of him from the summer. You get to see some of his route running and just some of the different things he brings to the table. But, yeah, that's Tobias Merriweather, Vince, and I think that uh, that shows why I'm so high on that kid. I mean, he is a he is a very, very talented football player. Very talented I, football. I want to let you speak to this. Uh, somebody in the in the chat is asking about the competition that he plays against. It's it's decent, but again, I everybody always asks that. I don't care. Yeah, you're right. a four or five. Whether you're running against kids that stink or whether you, I've never seen a player play against worse competition in high school than Golden Tate ever, <laughs> ever. And I mean, it was embarrassing yeah. how bad the competition. And, and and Notre Dame has never recruited a receiver that played against better competition in high school than Javon McKinley. I mean, you know, so that stuff just doesn't matter as much to me. It just doesn't. The the skill is the skill, right? Yeah, right. And you have to be able to determine, I think where, where it can be challenging is some people don't can't evaluate as well. That's, but that's an evaluation problem, not a player problem, but right. uh, we're going to share a little bit more of his seven on seven uh, film here. You got it. You can see a little bit of his, his ball skills, from these events, but look, so let's, let's talk a little bit about Tobias. Okay. So number one, great size, right? Six, four long mm-hmm. arms, incredible catch radius, nice frame. Like he's skinny now. Look at that quickness. That is, I mean, that's yeah. some suddenness you don't see from a six, four guy. Look at that. Uh, right there. Really good burst, really athletic, great body control, great balance. He's quick. Look how quick he is getting in. And out. I said, I'm not going to break it down, but I just can't help myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Right. Look, look how quick he is. About. I mean, he's not a, choppy big look out let I me mean, just bam i mean look at that that's you know i've compared him to a faster t higgins you know we've talked a lot about receiving you know who he reminds me a lot and i hate saying this because the guy was so good he he reminds me a lot of justin jefferson from from lsu lsu now yeah. i don't know if he's going to run as fast as justin you know justin ran a low four four maybe he runs that fast i've said he's a faster version of t higgins either one works <laughs> i mean either one is good Look yeah, at absolutely. that explosiveness off the ball. He's this is running past seven guys. I mean, just blowing passes, dude. And look at and that. Then, and then climbs the ladder to get the ball. I mean, so, yeah. He, and honestly, Vince, he doesn't even really jump. He just sticks his hands out there. He's right. so long. So long. I mean, just snatches the ball out of the air. This is a this is a very talented football player. <laughs> I love that. This is the kind of boundary. And he's, he's got some swagger. I and love that. You, you know my that. stance. I love receivers. I love that, yes. man. <laughs> yes, no, no question. That. This is a really good football player. Yeah. Love his size, love his speed, love his athleticism. Again, a lot of tall guys tend, and we kind of talked about this in an earlier podcast. 
know, we were talking about Randy Moss and a lot of six, four guys don't have really quick feet just because they're so long. It's, it's harder to control those feet. Sure. You watch to, you watch Tobias. That's not a problem. That That's not an issue yeah. when you're watching when, with Tobias. He's got great feet, uh, really good balance, change of direction, really elusive, really sudden, great focus. He catches the ball, tracks the ball great, real well down the field. He's going to get stronger, but he's tough. Yeah. And as he gets stronger, yeah. you know it, it's going to fill out. So, I mean, this is a big-time pickup for Notre Dame. Big-time well, like, pickup for Notre Dame. And I really like his body control uh, mm-hmm. as well. And and putting a little bit more beef on that frame is only going to help that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about – you talk about the power forward wide receivers or whatever. Okay, so he's got the height to be that, but it, he puts a little bit more beef on. Then, right. he, then see, I don't, bring in, I don't view him as a power forward receiver though. Like so, so explain I don't why. Explain why he's. It's not. It's again. He's he's a perfect example. It's not about height. Right. So explain I, I, that. I, he is. He's a guy that's got speed. He's got uh, body control. He he's pretty good in his route running. I don't see him as a power forward guy that's just going to jump over everybody or mm-hmm. body somebody else. Right. I'm saying. So, if he adds that to his game, that makes it even better. That you know mm-hmm. what I mean. You put a little bit of put a little bit of girth on that frame because right. he is skinny. I mean, he's small, right? But he's only going to be. A, he's got a year left of high school, and then of course he comes into college. I'm saying that could add to his game right. even more. Right. And the other thing too is one of the things I talk about the power forward receivers are guys that don't do a lot after the catch. I think Tobias can do more. Yeah, he's not going to be Randy Moss. He's not going to be. You know, a smaller. He's not going to be Devontae Smith after the catch, sure. or Jay, but he can do some things after the catch, and he can stretch the field. So, this is a big time. This is a big time pickup for Notre Dame. Real, really big time. Pickup. Yeah, so it's exciting. Um, it's exciting yeah. because you're right. The, the the momentum was on the defensive side, and you know we we were hearing all along. Can Marcus Freeman, re- you know, recruit the offense? <laughs> Just ridiculous stuff. Which right. I get, fans. I get it. Right. The right. the defense had the momentum, and mm-hmm. now the offense is like, okay, hold hold my beer. Like, here yep. we go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and the offense has an opportunity here um, in the next couple of days. I'm not saying what's going to happen because I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, they have an opportunity to make some waves, which I think right. is fantastic, which I think right. is great. And somebody in the chat said earlier, you know, that this has the makings of being, you know, the, the wide receiver class that I've been looking for. I think it was Brandon. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, everybody, we just turned the calendar to August, right? They're not done. The defense isn't done either, but the offense isn't done, and they're going to make some waves, and it's exciting. And this is going to be a really, really good class, and it start it, it continues tonight with the the commitment of Tobias Merriweather. It's, it, this is an exciting pickup. This is the top receiver on Notre Dame's board, on Brian's board, and they got him, and they got him, and that's that's really, really important. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, see... uh well, Brandon said this is the receiving. What, what was his comment? I'd, I'd like to see dream that. class or something along those lines. I it was a it was a ways. Back. So to it, me, Vince, when I when I look at this kid, I think the thing for me is Notre Dame has to start stringing together some strong receiver classes in a row. Right? It's not just about one class. You need to to build them. Sure. They, they they were getting there. They had the twenty twenty class, which had Jordan Johnson, Xavier Watts, Jay Brunel, which is a really good class. Then you built you you kind of follow that up with Lorenzo Styles, Deion Colsey, Jane Thomas. Well, two of the guys from the 2020 class are gone, so it really put a lot more pressure on. You had to really be really good in this 2022 class. This is a great a great way to to build to that. Uh, you know, as much as I love Lorenzo Styles, Deion Colsey, sure. Xavier Watts, Jordan Johnson, Tobias graded out higher as a junior than any of them. Because again, I'm going to regrade them all after their senior years, but as a junior, he graded out higher than all of them. So I mean that's that's big time. He is a this is a this is a gap closer for sure, no yep. question. And nice shirt. and again, it's when you can follow that up after what you got last year, it's huge. And and I do want to talk about that too because you need to make sure you're getting guys that have complementary skill sets. When you have Deion Colsey and you have Tobias Merriweather, there may be some that view them as the same guy. They're not really. They can do a lot of the same things, but they have some differences. But here's the point: neither one of them are no-brainer boundary guys. Miles Boykin was a no-brainer boundary guy. That's where Miles had to play. Right. I think that Tobias and Deion Colsey can both play either outside slot and can play in the slot, outside spot, and can play in the slot a little bit. So yeah. that's that versatility that I'm talking about. There needs to be some versatility of your skill sets. These Deion and, and, and um, Tobias both have a very similar game. But they're both able to do a lot of different things beyond what a guy like a Miles Boykin could do, uh, and that's important to have. So they can play together. It's not like well they got two really good boundaries now. It's no, you could put Tobias at X, and Dion in the boundary, and Lorenzo in the slot, or you know Xavier in the slot, or whatever. You can play these guys a lot more together. They're not just the same spot, and that's important because now you know you went from having a bunch of big power forwards to those. A lot of those guys are gone. And you, you look yeah. forward, and it's kind of like Dion, and then everybody else is like six one or smaller. Well, now you get Tobias, and now you're building that you're building that balance back up. Now, what do you do as you finish out the rest of this class? But this is this is the one they had to get. This is the one they had to yes, get. Absolutely. This was big. Yep. And we've said we've said for months that if he decided this summer, he was it was going to be Notre Dame. I've I felt that for a long time. This I wrote this story a few days ago. The, the minute that he made his announcement, made a couple calls, yeah, it's Notre Dame. So they, they knew they were going to get him. That's big. And, and I want to say this too, and here's why I, I said that, because as he goes into his senior year, more Bama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, I mean, all these big-time programs are going are gonna to be like, this kid's just – he's going to explode as a senior. I, I, I truly believe that. And that's going to make him even, uh, even more – more impactful to, to, to this one. So go ahead, Vince. Yeah. So one of, one of the things that we like to do on these types of shows is we like to talk about what 
the recruitment was like. And I don't think we've yeah. really touched on that. So I don't know how much background you can give. And there's, but. there's not a ton of interesting okay. background other than they identified him early and Dell got on him early and Dell stayed on him. This is what I look. There's been a lot of things I've criticized Coach Alexander for. I don't really want to rehash those in this show because this sure. is a this is a this show is a where win. we should be praising yeah. him. This is one of those ones he never. There was never a period of time that any of my sources or or anyone indicated that man they're just not on him a lot. This is one that for whatever reason Coach Alexander looked at at Tobias and was like, "That's my guy," and wisely so. This is a big time player, so it it, it just was more of a staying with it and just continue to convince him why he's a great fit for Notre Dame. And, you know, you talk right. about the Notre Dame kid. He's the Notre Dame, a true Notre Dame kid in that he he fits Notre Dame as a person, as, an, as a student, but also part of being a Notre Dame kid, and this is where Marcus Freeman was coming from, is he also needs to be an elite football player. That's, yeah. a, big, that's a big piece of this, oh, too. Yeah, no question. So, no question. I, yeah. He, he was a great interview, too. I mean, obviously, it would have been nice to hear some of the questions, but you can kind of yeah. extrapolate from the answers. Right. Great answers. I mean, he, if you're a Notre Dame fan, he said everything that you want to hear. Um, and then watching the film, it's like, okay, that just adds to the package. Right. You know what I mean? Th- right. This kid's the full package. It, it's I, I'm so excited about having this kid in the class. It is so hard when you think you know what's about to happen with a kid, but you can't tell anybody, and you can't, you know, like this kid excites – you yeah. know what? Right out of me. I, I I'm I'm pumped about this kid. Yeah, so he he's a special player. And, and Vince, yeah. I know you got a role. We're gonna have John Garcia join us here very soon. But uh, awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some of these questions while we while we wait awesome. on John to go. But uh, Vince, thanks for joining us tonight. Yes, sir. And uh, I will see everybody to tomorrow in our normal time slot. Yep, one o'clock. One o'clock. So I do want to go over some questions here about this commitment, about this recruitment, and some different areas. Um, Dylan Riggin, I started clapping. My girl thought I was clapping at her doing the dishes. Yeah, you need to make sure you you clear that one up uh, <laughs> real quickly. So, SIL American, we saw this. Uh, Merriweather is now the highest-ranked Irish verbal commitment, and he had five SI-99 commitments now, tied with Ohio State for third most behind Clemson and Alabama. Uh, so uh, and there's some a couple other questions that we have. We'll get to those. But before we dive too much into that, speaking of SI All-American, I wanted to bring in my man, John Garcia, who is uh, the head honcho, the director of recruiting at SI All-American. John, I know you haven't been getting much sleep lately. You and I were on the phone until, what, about 2 o'clock last night? Uh, yeah. So, uh, John, let's dive right in. Tobias Merriweather, SI All-American, has him ranked higher than any other recruiting service. This is also the highest-ranked Notre Dame commitment now. Talk to me about Tobias. What do you see from him? Why do you why, – why is SI 99, SI All-American, so high on this young man? You know, Brian, from a simple perspective, it's about the juice. It's about the frame, the athletic profile – and the production. Um, I heard you earlier talking about competition. We could care less uh, about that. Uh, it's not the worst. Uh, look, Derrick Henry played worse competition. I think uh, he ended up okay. But it's about the juice that he brings to the table. Uh, six foot three, six foot four, uh, a little on the lighter side, uh, but that's something that we know will tangibly change probably even before he gets to Notre Dame. But I think when you put all the, the big factors together, the frame, the speed, the athleticism, and the polish, that's where it starts to get a little bit different in our conversation. As you know, Brian, we value the floor here at SI. We don't want projects in our rankings. It, it happens still, but for the most Some part- Some guys have ceilings that are just too high. Correct. And that's you, the conversations that we've been ignore, having the last couple of days, right? Right. You, you can't ignore the, that freaky player. But 
when the freaky guy has polish, now it just makes your job a, a little bit easier. So we were on the phone late last night uh, talking about a couple positions, mainly tight end, a couple other ones. But we were not talking about receiver or mm-hmm. Tobias Merriweather. That was was over and done with a long time ago. Um, and I think he just validates what you want at the position at a modern age. He can run by guys. He is strong after the catch, deceptive speed. Love the long stride that that he has. Uh, it looks like he's kind of in fast forward or the other guys mm-hmm. are maybe in slow motion. Uh, so he can pick him, pick him up and put him down as well. I like the three-phase experience. I'm a big fan of guys who play more than one side of the ball, and he's in all three phases, although his, his secondary work is not great, but it's okay. He's still yeah, we said he's there. getting by on God-given ability on defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So we just – honestly, just the floor is just so strong with Tobias. The only real knock is – you know, hey, maybe this kid needs to gain a little bit more weight, show a little bit more as a blocker. But those are things that naturally come when you transition from high school to college, and he's still got a year to go. A couple of things I want to ask you about with Tobias's game that, that that I see, John, that that I think make him unique also that add to this is, number one, a lot of 6'4 receivers like him are dominant to the point of the catch, but not after the way a Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle is. When you find a guy like him – that I think he is. I think he is that. And I think the other thing is you don't find a lot of six four guys with long strides that are also polished route runners. And when they're that way, they're dangerous. If you need an example, go watch Justin Jefferson, right? I think he's more – I'm not saying he's going to be the number 15 or whatever overall draft pick, but I'm just comparing their game, their style of play. He reminds me a, – a, he's a bit of a cross. He's got some T. Higgins to his game, and he's got some Justin Jefferson to his game. Am I nuts? Or do you see that stuff as well, John? And you can say I'm nuts. It's okay. Well, no. I mean, the T. Higgins frame comp is is about mm-hmm. as good as, as we can find. I mean, that's exactly what T. looked like in high school. He was dominant. He was a string bean. Uh, but he wasn't a, just a jump ball guy. He was running by guys. Uh, so I actually like the T. Higgins comp a lot. Uh, my first comp when I watched him was was Zay Jones from a few years ago coming out of ECU. Just kind of the the ease, the ease that he moves with athletically regardless of what he wants to do um it's really head turning it's very noticeable um but but yeah he's got much more polish than both of those guys did at the same stage going into their senior years of high school and like you said six four guys usually run the go route play the jump ball be big and physical they don't ask him to do any of those things Um, Mm -hmm. and when they do it's because he does it with polish so i think that's why he's such a different type of prospect that's why the floor is that much higher for Merriweather? Again, the only thing is really, hey, you know, can he play a little bit lower, which is always going to be an issue for a six-four guy, mm-hmm. and can he be a little bit more physical, which again is going to come with, with time. You know, he's a three-sport guy, so you know how much time is he dedicating to the weight room right. today? You know, that number is right. going to go up very, very much in the next, you know, twelve to eighteen months. So really, not worried about it. Um, and, and honestly, this is a kid who could be ranked higher. It's just one of those classes where. Wide receivers loaded, slot receivers loaded. Uh, every type of pass catcher outside of tight end is pretty loaded in this class of 2022. I think 17 receivers or slots yeah. made the 99 today. So it is a loaded class. And there was about three or four, about four or five more that we were talking about last night. Like, man, it's going to be tough to leave that guy out, you know? Exactly. It, it, but at some point in time, you, you got to have somebody other than receivers in the, in the top, in the 99. He could have been a number one guy in a lot of classes, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. 
at his, we're talking about his position at his position. And position. I'm, right. as we're talking, John, I'm going to, I'm going to put some, uh, some T Higgins film on here from his senior year of high school. And, and I, people are going to see kind of what we're talking about. I, I think he's, I've said this, John, I think he's T Higgins with a little bit more juice at that age is, is, you know, cause T was a you know mid four or five guy his pro day, but you see the skin, you see the body type, right? I mean, this is, again, this is T senior year, very, very similar athleticism, very similar body types, very similar games. And as we all saw, right. T Higgins was a pretty good football player yeah. uh, uh, at, at Clemson. So when you, when you look at a guy like Tobias, obviously in this era of more teams playing man, more teams trying to play single high coverage to get more guys in the box. Guys like this are a must for a team that's going to really compete for championships. Having that guy that at the end of the day, John, you have to be able to win those one-on-ones, right? You have to be able to con- – so we've talked about the stretch in the field, but but I think that the, the, he's got the ball skills. He's got the, the catch radius to be that one-on-one guy, but I think that's where the strength is going to have to come as far as getting stronger, because when you get into college, you're going to be playing guys that are they're going to be a little more physical with their press, a little more physical at the point of the ball. So I think that's the one part of his game that, that surprisingly isn't, isn't elite yet. That will be once he gets, he gets some of that strength and, and, and fills out that frame a little bit more. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, beating the press is going to have to be his, his chief concern from a, from an improvement standpoint going forward. Uh, and there's, there's one of two ways you can do it, right? As a, as a prospect, there's one of two ways you can do it. You can do it with your feet or you can do it with your physicality. Uh, and I think he's got the capability to do each, you know, he does play with an edge uh, and he's got pretty quick feet relative mm-hmm. to his size. So he can start diversifying his release points at the line of scrimmage. Um, and obviously an offense coordinator can help him out by, by maybe working him in the slot, getting them in motion, things like that earlier in his prep career. But there's no doubt that when, when Notre Dame plays the games that we all expect Notre Dame to play every year, when, when it gets a little bit colder and the competition level rises, you know, those corners are going to challenge you at the line of scrimmage. But I think this fits with what Notre Dame wants to start to build on the outside. We've seen them get a lot of different body types over the last couple of cycles, especially since I've been working with you, we've seen the slot guys, we've seen the the power players. I think of like a Dion Colsey type. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is a different type, though. I don't know if they've landed a Tobias Merriweather type over the last few cycles. So I think that's probably the most important yeah. thing with, with this commitment. Because if you look at some of the bigger guys they had, Miles Boykin was more of a, a, a Dion Ali Muhammad, by the way. Thank you for the super chat, Ali. I appreciate that that very, very much. But you know, Miles was a big physical guy, winning the one-on-ones, back shoulders. Chase was a physical freak. You know, Chase was Chase looked like an NFL player the day so, so, you know arrived on campus. Just you know, cut up and defined. He he didn't know how to play football at that time, but he, you know, physically he was there. Michael Floyd was was really advanced size wise and strength wise when Notre Dame got him, and and all those guys were more of the traditional big receiver. What I think about Tobias, to your point, John, is I, the reason I don't know if they've gotten a guy like I think the closest thing that you could say is maybe Equinemius St. Brown, but Equinemius doesn't have the juice that 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 Tobias does. He is more of the modern big guy, in my opinion. That, that teams need the Justin Jefferson, the T Higgins, where it's not just the big powerful. I use call them power forward receivers, where you're not just one of the one on ones. Where once you get the ball, you've now done your your work, and it's you know those guys can win in space that can take the top off of coverage and still do some of the big boy football things they need to do. I don't know if Notre Dame has, has signed a guy has really in fact signed. I think the thing you could say is maybe there's some six, one guys that have played the way that he plays. Like I think, you know, Kevin Stefferson 
I think is probably the closest comp as far as athletically and how they play. That's smooth speed and all that. But Kevin was six feet tall. You know, to, Tobias is, you know, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, depending on who you talk, talk to. And a kid who won, as we talked about before you came on, John, won the district championship on the same day in the 100, 200, and 400-meter dash. Uh, that, that's, that's hard. That's saying something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no I like question. the 400-meter time. I, I think mm -hmm. that's, you know, growing up running track, that was what we used to call the man's race, right? The one and the two were cute. The 400 is a man's race. It is a, a strategic, powerful, enduring type of race. So that long mm -hmm. speed really resonates with me. You see it on his on his highlights with the kick returns, uh, even some of the defensive plays where he's showing off the range. I love the long speed. I think that's an underrated aspect of looking at wide receivers. Think about some of these, uh, these scenarios where you're split four or five wide, you're redirecting when the quarterback moves out of the pocket. You're running for a longer period of time maybe than you ever have in mm -hmm. certain offenses. So I'm a big fan of long speed. And obviously it's very important after the catch where for his size, he's about as good as it gets. You don't see bigger guys pulling away like he does. Uh, so the seven on seven stuff validated more good on good, which is I think a, a, a crossover, a cancellation of, of the competition question that is inevitably gonna come with, with a kid outside of the Seattle bubble uh, in the Pacific Northwest. but. Uh, I would like to see a little bit more good on good. I don't know if he's playing in any of the the all star games, but that would be must see. He's in the these in the well. I keep wanting to, I keep wanting to call it Army, but it's not It'll anymore. It's just Army. the All American Bowl. Uh, he's in that. So yeah, and so, we got to see a little bit of him in, in the uh, the sep, some seven on seven this year, but th there just wasn't as much because he was running track. There were some of the events that he wanted to get to that he couldn't get to, but. Yeah, I, I think that's the next step for him is being able to go out and show it on that big stage. But uh, let's talk about the Notre Dame class, John. What does this do for the Notre Dame class? How much closer does this get Notre Dame to to locking in sort of a top five type of class that, that Notre Dame fans talk so much about? Right. You know, currently already top five on SI All-American. Uh, this class is going to be able to have more room than a lot of others in that conversation. I know uh, Clemson's going to be 20 or less. Alabama's going to be 20 or less. So by default, Notre Dame has a little bit more margin for error in, in, in the prospects they're going to pick up to make up ground in the recruiting rankings. Uh, but this is addressing one of the needs. This is addressing one of the position groups that we haven't really seen addressed consistently at Notre Dame. Uh, we value recruiting rankings in a different way. They're subjective. Uh, so there's, there's an SI-99 element there is a premium position element, of course, but there's a team fit element here. There's almost like a perceptional element to our rankings. Are you, you know, combating the negative perception of your program, however small that may be? And for Notre Dame, it, it's clearly difference makers on the outside. And, and this is, again, about as good of a first step as you could have could have taken. They, they, they've got tight ends locked in. We, we all know what they're going to do up front and, and certainly on defense. I mean, just look at Look at the linebackers and secondary prospects committed. But if they continue to recruit like this out wide, it really changes perception of what Notre Dame is, is doing talent-wise, which is, is going to affect the rankings in a very positive way. You talk about premium positions, right? So Notre Dame now has a top 100 player receiver. Notre Dame is a top 100 player on the defensive line, Tyson Ford. They have a two top 100 linebackers, athletic linebackers, and they have a top 100 corner, nickel corner, and Devin Moore, who who is in the SI-99, which I was explaining to people that was a John Garcia decision, not a Brian not a Brian Driscoll push. That He was there before we talked last night. So yeah. that's the thing that I think has been missing is Notre Dame's gotten plenty of top 100 recruits over the years, but usually it's offensive linemen, tight ends, some quarterbacks, 
uh, it, it's, it hasn't been corner receiver, you know, those kind of guys. And, and the consistency of recruiting receivers, a big thing too. Like I really liked the 2020 class with Jordan Johnson and Xavier Watts. And, you know, that's kind of been decimated, but even if you go back and look at it, 2019 was a year where they, they got a couple project type kids. Uh, so it's that consistency. You're, you're now getting Tobias Merriweather a year after you get Lorenzo Styles and Deion Colsey and Jaden Thomas. That is to me, the important thing. And then of course, they may not be done yet. We, you and I may be chatting. You and I may be chatting again this weekend, perhaps. Uh, but uh, you know, so it's about adding to it is going to be the big thing. You, Alabama recruits receiver well every year. Clemson recruits top receivers every year. Ohio State does it every year. This is a big step because now this is two years in a row that Notre Dame has landed. Well, really three years in a row, although they've had some transfers. Three years in a row where Notre Dame has landed one of the nation's best pass catchers and has a chance this weekend to land two of them because C.J. Williams is also in the SI-99, and he'll make his yeah. decision on Sunday. And what, what, what a clap. Go ahead. The branding right there, national right. branding. Uh, just It always shines through in every class, but going to the Pacific Northwest, going into L.A., hello, Mm -hmm. uh, it just it's it's remarkable how consistent that has been, regardless of position uh, for Notre Dame. And, and yeah, you start to build a class with with Merriweather, C.J. Williams, guys like that. Now you're talking about one of the better receiver classes in the country. And that's not something right. we have associated with the Irish right. compared to the schools you mentioned, Clemson, yeah. Alabama. And this will now be Oklahoma. two years in a row that we've had that. And you talk about the national thing. So Tobias is from Washington. Jalen Sneed is, I believe, the next highest ranked Notre Dame kid. He's from South Carolina. Josh Burnham is next. He's from Michigan. So that's the one Midwestern kid. Then Devin Moore's from Naples, Florida. And then Tyson Ford's from St. Louis. And should they land C.J. Williams, which, again, he's got to make his decision. It's going to be Notre Dame, Texas, USC, or Alabama. He's from L.A. So it just kind of goes to show you what Notre Dame is all about. You know, they're going to go across the country and get the best players. And it's not a coincidence, John, that this class is being put together after Notre Dame had a second playoff appearance in three years. What, what you do on the field, and you know this, John, what you do on the field is going to have the biggest – you can have academics, you can have – all those things are great, but you it, you need to have that part. And that, I think, is something that has been a big – you can't blame this one on Marcus Freeman, right? <laughs> this is a different deal. I, I think that's something that's helping Notre Dame close that gap as well, John. Right, and that's what it's about. I know you're wearing the shirt strategically today. But that's what it's about, man. It's about closing the gap. It's about being able to challenge those teams when you are isolated one-on-one and not allowing them to use that as an advantage. Hey, we can lock up Notre Dame's receivers one-on-one and just attack uh, this, this quarterback in backfield. Uh, and that obviously gives you a ton uh, to work with as a defense. So if you can't do those things at the same rate you used to, now all of a sudden those primetime games, those playoff games, start to look a, a little bit different, a little bit more even. And that's really the next step uh, for the Irish. So, again, this is this is a big win player-wise, ranking-wise, all that stuff. But perceptionally, I think it's just as big. All right, John, thanks a lot. I'm not going to keep you too much because I want to make sure we save a few minutes just in case we may want to sit down and talk a little bit on Sunday. So, uh, John Garcia, Director of Recruiting at SI All-American. If you have not checked out the SI99 yet, please do so. You can find that at SI All-American's website. Uh, John, go out and give your, your Twitter profile and tell people how they can find uh, SI All-American. Yeah, uh, just John Garcia underscore JR on Twitter at SI All-American on all social media. It's all free. Uh, we, we just ranked the 99 best prospects in the country. It took a long time to get here, but we're excited. We, we feel, feel really good about it. Uh, it's about football. 
not about camps and testing and all that stuff. So uh, check it out, SI99 uh, on, on the SI All-American uh, website, social media, the whole nine. You'll, you'll find it on mine as well. Um, and Brian, thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. Talk to you soon. So that's John Garcia from SI All-American. We're going to get back to the questions here because a lot of you are excited about this. A lot of good comments. TT, man, I love his demeanor. Solid young man. I agree. The Big Meatloaf. Hey, guys, the Big Meatloaf here. If but Great name, by the way. If the Irish land CJ Williams this weekend, where do you pivot to finish off the re receiver recruiting? We'll talk more about that this weekend. But if Notre Dame is fortunate enough to land CJ Williams this weekend, I think at that point in time, from where Notre Dame is at right now, it's finding that 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 skill set you don't have in the class right now. That shiftier, the explosive um, slot type of guy, Xavion uh, Bradshaw, uh, Major Everhart. I think that is where Notre Dame is going to want to go to finish off this class. And of course, the the nice thing about getting Tobias now, and should they land CJ again, we're just working with the premise, just for argument's sake, that they do. This also allows you to now turn the heat up on the 2023 class, on Cardinal Tate, on Jalen Brown, and players like that. So that's um, that. That's obviously going to be a big thing too. Because again, this is about doing it every year, not just once or twice. You got to do this every year. Ohio State does it every year. Ohio State will land elite players or receiver one year and do the same thing the next year. So that's absolutely how how uh, it needs to be. Chris Irish Young. Boom. Cheers again to letting it play out. Absolutely. People are fired up. Uh, Corey D's fired up. Josh Lake, first time comment, long time lurker. This is huge. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. It is. So very, very exciting. Uh, dropping dimes. How many stars? We don't really do stars at SL American. I do sort of a, a, a hybrid star thing. Uh, he is a 4.5 star for me, which is a top 50 player with a five star upside. So definitely, uh, definitely a different different type of kid, for sure. Adario Jones, you guys made me feel confident from your hints, but it still feels good to hear it officially. Go Irish, absolutely. Uh, Brandon scared me for a minute. Thought he was he was that was a Michigan shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been bad. Uh, that would have been bad. Uh, OC Irish fan says, let me say congrats to Coach Reese and Coach Alexander. No question about it. No question about it. Uh, Corey D asks, do you guys think Merriweather is a better prospect than CJ Williams? I have him ranked higher than CJ Williams uh, on my ranking, but again, it's two top hundred guys. It's of the two studs, which one do I have ranked a little higher? Okay. I have, I have Tobias ranked higher. I have Tobias as a top 50 guy. For me, CJ is sort of a 75 to 90 kind of guy. That's the range he fell in for SIL American as well. Rivals has CJ much higher. Rivals has CJ ranked 29th. Um, so they view him as a little bit better. 24-7 sports has him in about the same place. So uh, they're both very, very good football players. No question about it. Uh, Jim Vlaming, fantastic between his interview with you, Coach D, and now his prowess on the recruiting trail. Tommy Reese is beginning to sway me a bit. And that, but that's how you got to do it, right? You got to do it with results. You can say all the things you want to say, but you got to do it with results. And this is for Coach Reese and Coach, Coach Alexander. This is the kind of result that you need to that you need to have. There's no question about it. Michael Katrasitz, uh, it's nice to get a big offensive player. Now let's go get CJ Williams. Michael is being very greedy tonight, and I can dig it. I definitely understand that. I understand that. No question. Brandon says, what an amazing story of how Tobias came to Notre Dame for a visit for his birthday. And now he's part of the Notre Dame family. Big Jim. This is huge. 
the kid in Deion Colsey and Walker, uh, they remind me of those thin, fast Clemson wideouts. Uh, you're not wrong. I think the, the the LSU guys, it's it's it can remind you a little bit of that as well. Coach Koch, happy to get him in the program. Still needs to address development and playing time for underclassmen. I, I get that. We'll have that conversation on another day. That is absolutely, uh, absolutely sure on him. Ryan Feeks, we did address this. What would you what would you be a player player comparison for him? As a high school kid, T. Higgins is the is a really good comp. We had some T. Higgins film up earlier. I think you guys saw, and that was T. Higgins senior year, not junior year. So a little bit more <clears throat> maturity there. But I think the T. Higgins comp as a high school player fits. I think what I think Tobias can be as a college player is a lot like what Justin Jefferson was, really polished route runner, really sharp route runner in a way that you don't often see for a guy that's that's 6'4". So uh, that would be – that would be the for me the the comps that that we would that I would point to. Let me get to some more questions and comments here. David Jones, you did not miss on that nice wardrobe change, Brian. I just kind of feel like if I put that on before the show starts, it's a little bit of a giveaway. Uh, so I kind of don't want to do that. So we'll we'll see kind of how it how it looks. But uh, Ty B says he looks like a more polished Equinemius St. Brown when he was in high school. I would the, the, the reason I don't love the Equinemius comp just for me, Ty, I'm, I'm good with it. But just for me is I never thought Equinemius didn't have the speed that Tobias had. He was more of a Miles Boykin type. Now they tested well. Miles ran a 4-4-2, Equinemius ran a 4-4-8. But I'm more talking about like just the the I think he was he's a bit more explosive. Look, Equinemius was not slow. I mean, he had several long big plays in his career, but I think this kid at the same age has just has more juice. Economics was a little bit thicker and a little bit longer, too. No question about it. Spartan B88 is is Tobias Merriweather greater than Jordan Johnson as a prospect. He was for me as a junior. Again, we got to see Tobias go out as a senior. They both graded out as top 50 caliber kids, but Tobias's junior actually Tobias's junior grade was higher than Jordan's senior grade, to be honest with you. But it's not by a ton. But I think his upside is definitely higher. There's no there's no question about it. Get some some more questions here from y'all. Gregory Gilbert, where's this pickup? Where does this pickup put Notre Dame in the recruiting rankings? I'll have to look at that. I, I know that this will probably have some movement, but I, I'm I'm not really concerned about that. I want to wait till Sunday and and see how things go on Sunday, and then we can talk more about it. But this is certainly going to give them a jump. You're getting a you're getting a top hundred player. At least it will for it'll mean more for two four seven and for SL American than it will for rivals and ESPN because they don't have them quite as high. D-Rock says, as a former track coach, I notice his long stride overwhelms his opponents. The defenders are taking two, three strides compared to his one stride. He engulfs the field excellent. And I think that's a great observation. Mike Hoff does not agree with my shirt choice because Mike Hoff says, I don't know, Brian, he is a gap eraser in my book. I'm I'm not quite there yet because I believe receiving is more about a lot of players, not just one guy, but it's certainly – you could certainly make the case on that one. Pierre also says gap closed with this one. No question about it. Jeff Perry says we can throw him the deep ball eight times a game. Yeah, probably wouldn't be <clears throat> a bad idea. Uh, Jay Wiki Jr., it's a good observation. It'll be interesting to see how this will impact our future QB recruits. I don't think it hurts when you get Lorenzo Styles and Deion Colsey in one class. You come back the next year, you get Tobias Merriweather if they're able to land C.J. Williams. Again, that's he's got to make his decision. He he hasn't announced his decision yet, so we'll have to see where he's going to go. But if you're able to get those, that's two more top under receivers. Hey, Dante Moore, if you're Notre Dame, hey, Dante Moore, look what we're doing. You know, you already got these guys, plus we get you, we can bring Cardinal Tate with you. 
you know, we're doing some special things. That's the kind of thing that they need to do to really make this, to make this one happen. There's no question about it. Pierre, the great observation with him stretching the field and all the underneath weapons we have. Can't wait. I agree completely. Michael says, Brian, you and I have known each other for many years, but I got to tell you that I truly enjoy hearing you gush about talented individuals. Yeah. I mean, look, I love talented kids. I love kids that are really good. I love watching film of kids that are really good football players. And he, Tobias is a really, really good football player. John Climax says, I was a little late. How was he at the line when being jammed? I want to see that immediate separation, not the Ben Skoranek stuff. So in high school, He's very good at it. He's got very fast hands. There's some there's some technique things as a receivers coach I'd want to clean up as I would with all kids, but he's got really fast feet and really fast hands. That's going to help him a ton. Plus, he can accelerate quickly. That's going to help him at the line. Now the next step is just making you know get adding some of that strength and those type of things. Mike Gardner also talks about the quarterback and says this is how you get quarterback recruits to take notice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Big Jim says he's like a cross between T Higgins and Justin Ross with Randy Moss calves and Chase Claypool's Instagram presence. Very well done, Big Jim. <laughs> very, very, very well done. Uh, appreciate that. Let's see here. Mike Gardner also says this guy, Colsey and Styles in the slot in a couple years. Nasty. And you'll, you'll still have Xavier Watts then too. And hopefully you'll have a couple other guys to add with that as well. Uh, Jeff Perry with the question, do you think this hurts us with Williams? No, I don't. Um, I don't. Most receivers, look, if you look at where C.J. Williams is looking, he's looking at Texas, he's looking at USC, he's looking at Alabama, he's looking at Oregon, I believe. All those schools are going to have top receivers. He's not looking somewhere for an easy path. You don't go to modern day if you're looking for an easy path. C.J.'s a competitor, and I, Look, the other thing too is him and Tobias are not being recruited to, to play the same position. Tobias is a is more of an outside guy. CJ is an outside guy that can play inside. They can complement each other very well. Um, so I, I I don't think it's going to hurt them at all. And we'll have more about this on Sunday, but it's not going to hurt them at all. The Rock Truth and Brian's tea leaves. I try do my best. Mike Huff says I think he reaches the top four in the country of the season. I believe that. I think it's possible, Mike. I think he's going to really blow up as a senior. I, I really do. I, I really do. Uh, John Climax says uh, Gregory and Tommy. Thanks. I was super annoyed watching Ben and Javon more than once get jammed up. That was a technique. Well, for Javon, it was more of a technique thing. But neither of them are super quick guys. That's again why I talk about different skill sets. You know, some guys. You know, Chase Claypool was big and strong enough to just kind of bully you off the line, but. Not everybody's that way. So, you know, I, I I think that having some foot quickness and those kind of things is really going to be important for this. Brandon with a great question. Brian, how would you compare Tobias and Darius Clemens from the moment I watched both of their tape? I love Tobias by a mile and immediately wanted him in a class. How do you compare the two? Better prospect. I have Tobias ranked higher. Um, I had him ranked higher in my personal rankings for Notre Dame. I had him ranked higher in the receiver rankings I did for SIL American. And I like Darius Clemens. I think Darius Clemens is a really good football player. Uh, Darius is a little is a lot thicker. He's about 6'3", about 210, a lot thicker. He's more of a Miles Boykin type, uh, big physical kid, vertical player, not, not a ton after the catch projecting to the next level, but a really good player. I mean, he's more of a pure boundary, Darius is. He would have been a big pickup for Notre Dame too, but Tobias is the better prospect, and he's the more explosive prospect in my, in my, in my opinion. That's going to be it for the breakdown of the Tobias Merriweather commitment. This obviously was a big one for Notre Dame. 
Uh, we'll talk more about what's next at receiver recruiting on the website, but we're also going to talk more about that on Sunday. Uh, we will we will talk uh, we will talk on Sunday about we'll, you know we'll, we'll cover CJ Williams' decision, whatever his decision is. We'll talk about what that means if they get him, what that means if he, they don't get him, what that means, and uh, sort of what's next for Notre Dame. But this is a big pickup, huge pickup. Number 46 player in the country, according to SI All-American, which came out today. If uh, you want to talk more about it, come join me at the boards. Uh, sign up for irishbreakdown.com's premium boards. We can talk about this all night long, what this means, what's next. And there's some things that you know we can kind of get into there. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. If you're listening via podcast, please give us a five-star review. And of course, check out irishbreakdown.com. Uh, you check the description bar below. We have our merch stores down there. You have the discount code to get 10% off Built Bars, which is the best pre, you know, protein bar around, in my opinion. Great taste and um, good for you. I will probably never buy another candy bar the rest of my life because of, because of those. So you can check all that out. But again, come join us at irishbreakdown.com and at the boards.irishbreakdown.com, and uh, we'll continue this conversation. So for Vince, who is now gone, and Brian, we will be back with you all again tomorrow at 1 o'clock to talk about Notre Dame's next couple teams on the schedule. We'll definitely talk about Wisconsin and Cincinnati. May get a little bit into uh, the the discussion of uh, Virginia Tech. We'll just kind of have to see how much it goes. And then, of course, on Friday, we'll have our mailbag. So everybody have a great rest of your night, and we'll talk to you again very, very soon. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. 
Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com